You were living your life, climbing the ladder and carving out a career for yourself. You had big plans and big ideas. And then you had a baby and everything changed. Just like that. All of it came to a screeching halt. Maybe you kept working or maybe you stayed home. Either way, your world suddenly became very small. And though you were never alone, you were always lonely. You silently asked yourself, where did I go? Who is that tired looking woman staring back at me in the mirror? Until you remembered something very important. You aren't just a mother. You are a mother plus artist, a mother plus entrepreneur, a mother plus musician, a mother plus yogi. You can have an identity outside of motherhood. My name is Stacy Hudson. I'm a mother to two under four, plus writer, certified health coach, aspiring entrepreneur, and athlete. My name is Stephanie Springer. I'm a mother to 10 and 15-year-old girls, plus writer, music therapist, producer, singer, and teacher. Here, we will interview mom bosses, entrepreneurs, artists, athletes, and passionate hobbyists and talk about how to find the thing that lights you up again. You're in there. We know it. You just have to find her again. Welcome to the Mother Plus Podcast. Whew, deep breath. It's been a day, guys, and not necessarily a day as in a bad day. It's just been a day with a lot of emotions and a lot of anxiety and a lot of excitement. So I have just returned from auditions for Listen to Your Mother, which is the live stage show where people read essays about motherhood on stage all across the country on Mother's Day weekend. I have been cast in the show for the last two years but every year is different, and I don't know if I will make it or not. I will not know until tonight, and I have been a bundle of nerves all day because it is the highlight of my year. Um, after this show, I had the pleasure of meeting up with one of our previous guests on this show, Macy Welch, who was the Mother Plus author who just blew us all away with her story. And uh, we actually got to connect in person because she was also auditioning for the show and she drove four hours from Wyoming to be here. So it was an amazing time to connect with this woman who I got to talk with briefly on our podcast and but really got to know her further. And I was just... I just fell madly in love with her because she's wonderful. And I love this podcast because it connects me with women I never would have met in a million years. And so I highly encourage you to go back to listen to Macy's episode. You have a lot to learn from her. But I also encourage you to buy tickets to listen to your mother, whether I'm in it or not, because it is one of the best things you can do for yourself as a mother to hear other women's stories, other mother stories about how damn hard motherhood is for everybody. But the reason I'm here today is because I actually wrote two different essays for Listen to Your Mother, and one of them I decided not to audition. And instead, I'm going to share with you here because I feel like it is so relevant. It's all about how difficult it is to be a mother and also pursue your dreams without giving on your presence with your children, especially when you're mostly stay-at-home mom. How do I do both of those things? How do I be a top podcaster and start a business and host women's retreats and maybe one day write a book and also be this loving, caring, present mother? And my frustration with how many other women out there seem to be doing it and how I just cannot seem to figure it out. It is called The Messy Middle. 
I once heard a woman say that the way she built her empire was by sitting on the floor of her living room, surrounded by her four small children, with Mickey Mouse Clubhouse on in the background. Cheerio smashed into the carpet and her working away at her laptop. All your kids really want is to be near you, even if you're not giving them your full attention, she preached. Her business grew and grew on that carpet. And today, she is a number one best-selling author, host of a top podcast, and the creator of multiple online programs that bring in hundreds of thousands of students every year. But I couldn't help but wonder at what cost. I have a whole Rolodex of women like this, stay-at-home moms that grew their businesses, their blogs, and their podcasts from home while still serving as the main caretaker. I study them. I'm obsessed with how they did it. There's Twilight author Stephanie Meyer, author, podcaster, blogger, and movement starter Ashley Che, and Glennon Doyle, the Oprah-famous best-selling author who started out as a stay-at-home mom blogging at night after her kids went to bed. Write a book, top the podcast charts, start a business that empowers women and changes lives. These are all dreams I have for myself. So I, too, have tried to park my butt on the living room floor in front of the TV with snacks for my crying baby and angry toddler. But instead of working away, my head darts back and forth between blinking cursor and child, feeling anxious guilt for using the TV as my babysitter. I wonder the entire time if I am stunting their brain development, severing their attachment to me, and depriving them of vitamin D by keeping them locked in our dark living room on a sunny Colorado day. Later, when I quietly close the last girl's door at the end of the night, I feel my laptop calling for me, screaming, Now is the time! But if my husband is home from his travel-heavy job, I instead find my butt parked next to him on the couch. This is our time together. It's when we snuggle, catch up and vent, and eat peanut butter and crackers. Should I, could I really choose empire building over that? My days are filled with child chauffeuring, freelance work, and housework. Most nights are filled with husband time, and my weekends are filled with family time. So what is left is a few nights a week to work on that empire. And when I do, I'm on fire. I'm in the zone, researching a potential podcast guest or editing an interview, writing up the framework for my women's retreats or working on my marketing strategy. I'm lit up. I'm in that space between the physical and the spiritual where time somehow flies. Hours turn to minutes and before I know it, it's 1030 and it's bedtime. Maybe I should push past the tired like successful entrepreneurs do. There is no success without sacrifice, right? This is where I can get my time. Stay up late or wake up early, like 4 a.m. catch a flight early. But then I remember how terrible I am at sleep deprivation and how I had already lost years of my life to it and that I am a shell of a person when I do not get a full night's sleep. My kids need me on. My job needs me on. So I accept defeat and go to bed. I don't want to give them only half of me. And there's the rub. I don't know how to split me up. I've always been an all-in kind of person. I don't do half-ass. I do whole-ass. I love with all of me. I work with all of me. I create with all of me. I was the girl who strived for more than straight A's. I got A-pluses leading me to a 4.33 my freshman year of college. I was the employee who arrived so early they had to give me my own key, who would spend extra hours at home perfecting my pitch and practicing it in front of the mirror who would put in the extra hours but not bill them in order to present my best possible work regardless of how much time they actually wanted me to spend on it. 
and I became the mom who didn't want to just have healthy kids. I wanted them to exceed the standard of health. So I simmered them bone broth and fed them grass-fed liver, made my own baby food, and breastfed and power-pumped until my boobs were drained of every last ounce of milk. When the pandemic hit, I created a lesson plan for my two-year-old to ensure she didn't fall behind and even created a classroom setting with my stuffed animals in order to encourage socialization. (laughs) But I did all of these things independently, not at the same time. I don't know how to be successful being a whole-ass mom and a whole-ass employee and a whole-ass writer-slash-empire builder. And when I try, the result is that I'm doing none of them well. Shonda Rhimes explained in her speech to the graduating class at Dartmouth that whenever you see me somewhere succeeding in one area of my life, that almost certainly means I am failing in another area of my life. If she's killing it at a scandal script for work, she is missing bath and story time at home. If she's at her daughter's school musical, she is missing Sandra O's last scene at Grey's Anatomy. That is the trade-off. There has to be a trade-off because there is no such thing as doing it all. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to inspire women all over the world to find what makes them happy and do it because they are worthy. I also want to be the best mom to my two daughters, the kind that takes them on spontaneous adventures, conducts weekend science experiments, and spends special time with them every day. I want to do both. I want to be both people, the devoted mom and the badass mom boss. There are women doing this. Why can't I? And then I pull back and I wonder, Why can't I just be happy being a mom? I once heard a mom at library storytime lament, what am I going to do with all of my time? After her son started preschool, there was not a hint of sarcasm in her voice. She honestly didn't know, and she was torn up about the fact that she could no longer spend every waking moment with him. I was dumbfounded. How could she possibly not know what to do with her time? I'll take it. I'll take your time, I said. I have a list about 97 items long that I would immediately tackle if my kids were in preschool. At that period, I was still in the thick of stay-at-home momdom without a minute of time to myself. I would have died for her time. Ironically, I also couldn't ignore this pang of jealousy for this lost puppy dog mom who genuinely did not know what to do with herself if she wasn't mothering. I imagine that she's the kind of mom that has bins on bins of sensory bins and saves her toilet paper rolls for rainy day craft projects. She makes her kids bed every morning and fills their humidifiers every night and never finds herself in a place where her son runs out of underwear. For this construct of a mom I have painted in my head, every day is mapped out. She attacks it like a serious job, a job that she loves and never wants to leave. But most importantly, this is the kind of mom who is completely fulfilled by motherhood, who is present and in the moment with her son, who leans out and gives herself permission to just be a mom right now, and maybe when she has more time, the permission to be an empire builder, who understands that she can't give 100% of everything all the time. The pang turns to ache, and I suddenly want more than anything to be that mom, to have one sole job, one sole purpose, to not feel so torn, so unfinished. I am not library mom. I am not mom boss. I am neither. And more than often, it feels like I am failing at both. Not one, like Shonda says, both. So is the answer to quit trying to be the empire builder, get up and vacuum the crushed Cheerios, I mean, organic, grain-free, sustainably raised crackers from under my butt, because we know I can't quit the other job. Or is it just to stay here in the messy middle, 
because what kind of mother would I be without my dreams? Thank you very much for listening. I hope that somebody out there can relate to what I'm talking about. I can tell you that sending this to a handful of friends or women I respect who are writers, I got such different opinions from all of them. You know, some of them really loved it and related to it. And some of them didn't feel what I felt because they didn't feel that pull towards being an entrepreneur or it wasn't even a question to them that they would be, you know, a working mom or an entrepreneur and that they would take on more childcare. And I think that the audience I'm looking for here are the women who feel very torn and in between because that's how I feel pretty much every day of my life. All right, so DM me, email us at hello at motherplusser.com. Tell me what you think. Tell me what side you stand on, if a side at all, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. That was so good, right? I love that this podcast gives us a chance to meet other mothers that we may never have crossed paths with. If you want to learn more about the women we have on this show, please come follow us on Instagram. We've worked really hard to make our page a source of inspiration and laughter and light. We often post clips from the show there, and it creates this place for you guys to join the conversation. For example, there's this one post where Steph reveals that when she would hear the garage door opening, signifying her husband is home, she would run downstairs and stand at the kitchen sink or turn on the Roomba or do anything to quote unquote, look busy. I died when she said this because I have done the exact same thing. As soon as we put it on Instagram, we saw just how many other mothers have also done this too. Now, to get to the heart of why we do this is a topic for another day, but the point is, let's talk about this stuff more. Come join the conversation at mother underscore plus underscore podcast on Instagram. We can't wait to hear what you have to say. 